podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, world. Talking carpets. Me, Chris Brackett, Tim, Kevin Sullivan. We're back. We're back. But we're not doing post match. We're talking transfers. Kevin, like, two yeah. nights in a row, you and me. It's not good, this, is it? Yeah, I know, but in fairness, transfers are fun, are the fun bit. We get to we get to shoot the ship for an hour for an hour and talk absolute gobbledygook, and nobody will believe a word of it because it's literally NTK two point up. Yeah, we so haven't got a clue what the hell's going on, so, so we just literally got to talk about what has happened or hasn't. Guys, in the, we're basically yeah, Sky Sports news. news. Yeah, Sky Sports news. That's what that's all it is. Yeah, so Sky Sports news without a paycheck. I know, I know. I, well, I've, got, I've got a yellowish jumper on, so you know, I thought I'd get into the, the mood, you know, mm. get a transfer going. But yeah, I'll be honest, Kev, it's been quite a underwhelming January. Like, it's just not, not a lot's happening. It's quite quiet. I know we all, everyone loves a transfer look. Let, let's not lie. We all, we, it's yeah. always nice to have a, a shiny new player in your club, bit bit of freshness. You know, I'd like people to do one, but when you'll be around rivals and you know, across Europe, you're thinking, damn, masses getting done. And you wonder, as much as people joke about this FFP or whatever it's called, that sustainability factor, it does feel like in the Premier League it's having a bit of an impact because it sounds like clubs are being quite extra cautious now because they wait to find out if they're going to get close to FFP. I mean, there's an article about Newcastle, which we'll talk about later, but let's start with Liverpool. So, Ins, yeah. there's absolutely nobody of any substance linked. No. We can we can do the whole I could tell you everyone that's linked on Twitter and you know all the other silly accounts that we know are on there, but no one of substance has been linked with us. There's a slow bit of murmurings that you might start to hear a bit more stuff about Van Dyke and Trent's <clears throat> contract talk starting, bit of talk of Salas maybe looking at a contract talk starting, but that's it. But it turns out um Carvalho's gone to Hull. Which yeah. I think for him to have any opportunity of playing against Liverpool, he needs a good six months there, really, doesn't he? He does, and this will be the second player that we've got at at Hull with uh, Tyler Morton having a good first half of the season, and Liam Senior is earning, he's getting rave reviews as a a good mm. young coach who plays good football, and Fabio Carvalho is exactly the type of player. That should, in all theory, thrive in a whole setup as long as he's mentally right for it, because it, it's got to be a bit of a kick in the teeth for him. The fact that you've gone from Fulham to Liverpool to RB Leipzig, and then you're back where you started in the Championship, fighting to try and get into the promotion playoffs. So mentally, he's got to get over himself and get over that and put a shift in for the next five months. And he he's got the talent. He's got the talent to be uh, to have a very good career. I still am. I'm not convinced he's going to be a Liverpool player. But that's not to say that he can't go on to have a really good career for himself. In the, I you look at Dom Solanke now, uh, Bournemouth. Mm. You're looking at Harry Wilson, um, Williams of Forest. It's there's. Plenty of players who've left the youth system 
took a step down to come back up and are having decent careers now. There's mm -hmm. nothing to say that Fabio Carvalho can't do that and it benefits us. We need to be able to profit from these players. Because I'm I'm still I'm convinced from day one that this is what he's gonna be. He's gonna be a player that we flip. Yeah. You know, we get him in, we boost his transfer value in the hope of getting doing what Chelsea did for years and putting a twenty to thirty million pound sale on your transfer on your books as pure profit so that you can go out then and invest that on a fifty, sixty million pound player that you spread over five years. Basically sitting you know? with um, Cole Palmer. That's yeah, probably a big exactly. Got sold by City because he was pure profit. The thing with him is, I do wonder if he's a bit of an opportunistic signings in like that's a player that could be handy. I always wonder if he was bought for like a different style of play. And listen, last year was a we all know it was a disaster with what we were left with, and I kind of feel like with the whole rebuild he did in the summer, they kind of went. Actually, what club wants to go to now with this new midfield of new this way of playing now? Carvalho doesn't really fit in that because to me he's not quick enough to play in the wing. Like there's been the criticism of Elliot when he's played wide right is he's probably not quick enough. But Elliot's proven he's very effective as an eight. I don't see Carvalho being an eight, and yeah. I don't think he's. Careful how I phrase this. He can play as a ten, but I think to play as a ten. Saying what we want to look like, we let Elliot do it a couple of times. Is I think he's a level below what we would accept for being a Champions League chasing themselves, which well, we're aiming this year is we're top of the league. We need to be a Champions League side next year. I just don't think he's quite at the yeah. level, you know. Hey, look, we'll see. How, we'll see how he gets on. How he gets on a hole. I hope he has a good loan because the little bits of hold that I've seen this season. They're a good side to watch. They're one of these. They're one of these championship sides that play good football, and you know, you if they're playing on a Friday night and there's nothing, else, I have no problem sitting down watching them, and they're an easy watch. So he should stay in there. He's also, and he should do. He's okay. also he's also decided that as pushing for playoffs. Yeah, it's not like side like Leicester who have they've run away with the league. They're done. So Leicester are really planning for next year. So yeah, it made no sense to go there because unless they're going to buy him in the summer to keep him for the Premier League, which I don't think would ever be the plan. What's the point? So, you know, he's in a side that's playing well, but also a side that he needs to play well to keep them where they want to be, which is well, exactly. they want to be in the playoffs and go for that. Uh, he wanted that's, to where his, that's where it goes to the mental side of it. Yeah. But also, it's a side that will want to dominate the ball a lot, which is what Liverpool do. So, again, it's getting used to that sort of style of play. It's, it's a good one. The other, the other player linked away mm. with a potential of Wigan is Luke Chambers, who... He hasn't really had the look in this year, but he's only a youngster. I would say if they're willing to let him go, is that's part of the reason they brought Owen Beck back as emergency break glass cover. But we'd also say one or both Simicast and Robertson. Are, well, Kaplan said he was end of the month, but they may be a little bit, one might be in a little bit closer now because I can't think he'd let him go. He didn't think any of those senior left backs were back pretty sharpish. Um, I think the fact that you saw Beck come back from alone that he was playing really well, he was doing really mm -hmm. well, and they didn't want to lose him, suggests to me that they have a plan for Chambers. He he looked out of place when he was playing in the Europa League, and that's no he disrespect like, to him. I mean, he he, he looked he like looked a fish like out of water playing. He looked yeah, he, he looked, looked like, like a kid, kid playing in the men's game. 
was to be fair to Bradley, he didn't he played in a similar game, didn't he had the great the greatest of game games in a much time. But Bradley last night looked like somebody who's played in the Liverpool first Liverpool first team setup. He did you know, he didn't look massively like a kid, he looked more like a Liverpool player. And look mm. so maybe like I said, maybe Chambers needs like Chambers is a year. kid. You know what yes, I mean, he, he, is a kid. He, he needs a year of maybe he, he just needs like a year of men's football. Which oh, yeah, again, Brad, Brad, Bradley got last year at Bolton and was really good yeah. at Bolton. So, mm. you know, it's probably good pay for him. It's but like a lot that, of these loans for, for the under-23s when they go out and loan. It's what they make of it. It's up to them. You know, if if they buy into it 100% and make the most of it, then the doors can open up for them when they come back because you never know what could happen. But it, it, I think he's, what, 19 you know, yeah, he's 18, 19, he's, he's only really young, you know, and it'll be a good, it'll be, a, it's a good place to play in Wigan. You're not going to, you know, it's, it's a decent ground. They have a decent setup there. They've, um, they're going to be playing a similar kind of way where they'll let the fullbacks go a bit, you know, and look, just wish the kid well. Hopefully he gets a good, a good five months football week in, week out, meaningful games that matter. Uh, it's not like playing joined the dot football, uh, the academy. So, you know, he's going to have to go out and and do it again. You know, he did it up in Scotland, I think, and he was all right. And it's clear as day that he needs it. He needs to go and play. So, fingers crossed it does well for him. But it's like with us at the minute, it's academy players out and loan, academy players being recalled and sent elsewhere because they're not playing enough. It looks like maybe we could hopefully find a deal for Nat Phillips towards the end of the window, if if there's if there's think, a way of getting him, yeah, a I think the way Clark, somewhere. I think the way Clark was talking is almost like Nat's here because we can't afford to let him go in case we get any more injuries. We'll see how the end of the window looks. It's almost like gets through January as long as everyone comes back and we're expected to come back, you can go again. If not, he's going to sit as fifth, sixth choice yeah. centre back. Well, in fairness, we're paying him 60, 60 grand a week for the privilege yeah. so he can sit and there. And I, I've like seen it, the narrative you know. people say they, they feel sorry for him and, you know, it's not for that. Ultimately, he's 26, 27. <laughs> he, signed those he signed those contracts and if he true, and he's clearly content with what he's been given because if he, yeah. if he wasn't, you'd have put a transfer request by now and said, move at 26. I mean, to me, at 20, 27, you should be playing regular football somewhere. Well, look, at the end of the day, he's, look at the wages he's on. At the wages yeah. he's on, there's no one in their right mind going to match that. So he's everything is going to be a loan for him, or everything, or he's he's just going to be at the club, and that's just the way it is, you know. Um, other than that, there's jack shit really going on. The usual Mbappe nonsense, but in general, yeah, there's some very very quiet to, around Liverpool. Very tentative links to again Michael Olise, which it's, no no one no one any no. subs subs and listen. Don't get me wrong, if if it was real and said you're gonna get Michael Elise, you know. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, think... Lise, Michael Elise on the right being amazing. You know, that's that's just Yeah, I think I think Michael Elise, that's a kind of deal, that's a summer deal. Yeah. You know, that's a kind of a deal where you see where you are with um your forwards at the end of the season and you make assessments for the next three years mm. of how you want the team to play. And then you might go and look at someone like him, you know. Hopefully, I, I'd be amazed if he doesn't end up at PSG. 
I'll be say? shocked if he doesn't end up at PSG. Yeah, mm. I, I, I think he's tailor made for for that project and how and what they're doing, especially when they lose, if they lose Kylian Mbappe at the end of the summer, where they're going to free up an absolute wad of wages, then they're going to look to reinvest. And the way PSG are looking to do it at the minute is they're bringing an awful lot of young players. They've gone away from the the Galactico model. Literally looking to invest in. They're looking to bring back young French uh, players who went out out of France at at eighteen to twenty one, twenty two, into other European clubs, be in Germany and France. Sorry, in the Netherlands, into England, and they're looking to bring them back. You know, so it's. I, that's how I think that will play out. But I think Palace know that he's going to be the goose that's going to lay the golden egg for them. Yeah. You know, because he's he's going to be a big profit on their books. And that will help Crystal Palace rebuild massively over the next few I, years. I think it'll be the least he'll go this summer. I think Ezio will go the following summer. I think that's their mm-hmm. two year plan, which would be a, and then Palace could do a complete rebuild. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's kind of, you know, that's what Palace do, though, is you sell a one big in and rebuild. You know, Brighton are the masters of it. Sell us all for massive money and then just go and buy another. I mean, they've just bought another lad yeah. from South America. Well, um, I'm so, looking there now. The biggest deal so far to happen, look, the, the last two two days, Spurs? really. Probably Spurs, Spurs, isn't it? Spurs been yeah, busy. Spurs, two in, two out. Spurs brought two in, two out, and the two out were desperately needed. Yeah. You know, especially Jed Spence. Jed Spence had to get out. You know, it, Jed like. Spence was never going to get used. And they brought in Poirot, Pedro Poirot, and he, and he looks like um, a proper player. So mm. he's never going to get a game. But the guy they brought in from uh, Genoa, drag is in, £25 million pounds plus add-ons and what have you, or silverware and what have you so his fee will be 25 million pounds um <laughs> well it's spurs and it? let's be honest i mean let's let's be honest the, the lad that's leaving Eric Dyer, he's probably going to be another spurs player to leave yeah. and win a trophy i think he's a very i think i don't know anything about him apart from i did the dreaded youtube thing <laughs> but i think he's a very clever signing for what spurs need and where spurs are at 25 million it's the market that should be Spurs probably should have yeah. been for a little while, which is 20, 21 to 23, up and coming, you know, what stars to be. Because then in two, three years' time, one of two things, either they elevate you to a level where you're winning trophies or you flip them for a ridiculous fee to Man United or whatever, and then you reinvest that money again and go again. You know, that's yeah. smart. You know, that's sort of a smart model, really. Um and then Dyer's gone to Bayern for six months with an option of an extra year. He's got some age in that fella. Originally, I thought that this was a permanent deal. Um, but as it is, it's it's a loan with an option to extend for a year. I think it's really good business for Bayern. Uh, for the way Bayern play and for what they need is they need depth. They need a def- someone who can come in and, and play. And they need someone who can come in, play football, and free up the likes of um, your man Leon Goretzka, 
And they also know that there's a possibility that Joshua Kimmich could be on the way out in the summer. Plus, he's experienced. He's been around the block. You know, he, he's the manager knows him. And for the kind of money that's been talked about, I think it's, it's win-win. You know, it's 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 free hit. The worst case scenario for Eric Dyer is it doesn't work. If it does work, Tuchel looks like an absolute genius. And he's going to go into a side that are going to be competing probably into the back end of the Champions League and definitely will be competing for a Bundesliga title. So... Look at Eric Dyer. And, he, and he's a handy option off the bench, you know. If you need to rotate, if you need to rest players for with 20 minutes to go and what have you, he's ideal for that. But also, if um if it works well for Eric Dyer, from his perspective, that could be his way of getting himself back as an England England setup, which he was in up until a couple of years ago. Yeah. That's his way, that's his way back in. Because he can play in a back yeah. he can play centre back in a back three, or he can play centre back in a back four, because that's what he's done in his career, and he can be an emergency yeah. DM. Uh, I seen yeah, I seen that Toka saying um, yeah. Polinia to Dyer's chalk and cheese. I think it it's is. different needs though, isn't it? Because I hasn't Tuchel said because he can play the, in a back three and a back four, it frees up Goretzka, who I think is being asked yeah. to play deeper than they want him to. So I think it's more of a yeah. well, if I bring Dyer in, it allows you to free a better player where I want him. So and the other side of it is Polinia is sixty million plus. Yeah, and they're not going to pay it, so they'll revisit it in the summer. If Goretzka, sorry, not Goretzka, but if Kimmich ends up at PSG or at Man City, which either is likely, it's I think it's more likely to be PSG, purely and simply because Mukiele is wanted. Bayern want Mukiele, so there's every chance that there's going to be a deal between the two. It's um. Let's have a look at that. What's John saying there? So John saying, lads, I know it's a transfer show, but I have to mention Klopp's man management last night. They say he sat next to Owen Beck. I think I've seen this video. I think, and he I, says, uh, yeah, and he's talking through what what's going on on the pitch. Class. So it's like, oh, I saw it because he did. I did. I didn't recognize the kids. I don't know if it was Beck or if it might have been Bobby Clark, but it looked like he was having quite an an instructive one to a player that wasn't coming on the pitch. So yes. it's a good way of like making the player feel involved, but it's almost like saying. This is where I need you to be. This is how I want you to play. So when you're when you get your opportunity, this is the levels expected. You know, which is good man management, it's good coaching, but also it's making a youngster who's not coming on the pitch feel part of the group. Of this is what you're expected. You know, this is what I know you can do. Yeah, you've got to prove it when you and get your chance. So that's if, what you do. If he sat there talking through what Joe Gomez has been doing at left back to Owen Beck, it's brilliant. You know, yeah, and. There's, there's no how, and the thing is, you can guarantee the club won't have the opportunity to sit down for 90 plus minutes with those players around him very often. It's very, very rare that he'll have five or six under 21s on the bench at any one time that he'll, he'll be able to spend that much time with them in that kind of a situation. So, yeah, no, fair. It's a really good show. I've found the, the video. I think it is Owen Beck. Yeah, uh, it's we'll two more on the seventy off minute. So, yeah, it looks to me like it, it looks to me like he's given him a bit of a <laughs> yeah. I I an just an, look intense, at the, um, an intense an intense coaching session. But listen, I look at the, I look at the Dyer to Munich one. And I think it's just a no brainer. It it's a good deal for Spurs as well because they needed to get two players out 
in order to bring two players in. And the second player they brought in, I ask you, Timo Werner. Yeah, uh, I I had a, my bit of a say on him last night. Um, what do you think of this deal? Uh, squad depth. That's that's my honest answer. He's a squad depth pace option through the middle because I think I think if Trevor Charles through the middle doesn't work. Werner has played through the middle, has done well in the past, but he barely played. I, I, I had to go. I had to quick Google his eight games this year, one goal. Yeah. Or I don't know goals, if it's injuries you know. or that's what I mean. He's not played much, so they've got to get him up. Um for me, I think it's just a squad depth option just to get him through to the end of the season. I'd be amazed if he stays beyond that. I think it's just an option just to keep him there. Is it of a pace option which suits Spurs style of play because they want they want to play with a lot of pace up front, you know, for their for their sort of counter-attacking style. Uh I don't know if the lads mm-hmm. since he played for us has learned the offside rule, because I think he 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 honestly him and Nunes could have a proper battle for who could get offside the most because that's all I can remember from Werner at Chelsea. Was, he was always offside. He was always offside, yeah. And but to be fair, so is Nunes. <laughs> it's yeah. just getting used to the league. But listen, I'll be honest. I, I, I don't sh- see I how he fits. I just shrugged when I, I, I was like, I was like, oh okay. It didn't. Don't think it's a terrible signing. Doesn't. I don't think it's amazing. It just sort of shrugged. Eh, it's just an op- It's just an option. But yeah, what's right? I just what's think right it's a weird I can't think. What strike is he gonna get this time? Yeah, uh, in January, well, where you're not and you're not gonna pay a fee for. There aren't many options. I wouldn't have thought. But if that's the case, why aren't you looking at your 23s and Possibly. looking to bring someone through mm-hmm. rather than bringing in someone for six months to sit on the bench? And in fairness, they, they don't have Europe. I'm not sure what Spurs have got in the Cups or what they're doing in the FA Cup or whatever, but they don't have... I mean, you've got Richardson, you've got Brennan Johnson, you've got Hillman's son, and it's like, who else? who's the other one they got? They've got another one as well. Kuliseski. Kuliseski. So, I mean, those four are the four that are going to play. Mm. And then you've got this guy coming in, and they're literally just playing league games. I just think it's weird. Genuinely, I just think it's a weird signing. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't see the they point. They've still got the FA Cup. So I was laughing at Red Steve's um, comments, but your was your card on the screen? <laughs> well, the people in the chat know what he's, what he's chatting about. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So go for the, right. the rest of the league. league. I also linked with um, a lad called Xerxy from Bologna, 50 million. I've generally asked Kev until the pitch came up on the, on the article. Never heard of him, but again, I'm back to where. Where's the 50 million coming from? Because all the talk is FFP really tight. They need to sell some like an Enketia or Reese Nelson to make it pure profit to basically do a big money sex. 50 million is not chunk change, so I sort of don't see how that happens. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see oh, from the bits that I know about him. I don't see him being worth fifty million in any way, shape, or form. Mm. It's um, it, it's mad. Yeah, I mean, Darren makes a point there that we have five forwards. Yeah, we've also got four competitions. Yes, you know, and we play a front three that rotates. Yeah. So, Spurs have only got two, but they've got City next. So, you know, that's quite a tough FA Cup tie. Uh, Nate yeah. points out, Brain Hill, I think, has also left. On loan from yeah. Spurs, but Ashley points out Regulon 
I think he's been sent back from Man United. Sent back from Man United. So you'd, you'd assume the Regulon will be. They'll be looking to find. A, I don't think Spurs are done. By the way, I think I think I think Spurs no. will probably be dipping in to that level of market for the rest of the season or for the rest of this window. The twenty to thirty million euro range. <laughs> With the where, level. Of the amount of injuries they've got, they need they need they need more depth anyway. I mean, to us, yeah, them and a few was needed more depth in the summer. So this is some of this is summer work they probably should have done already. Uh, as Steve point, Red Steve points out, uh, Arsenal couldn't afford to buy Raya outright because he's on loan with with by the next summer, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. And as Kevin Ball points out, six five million for Havertz may not have been the wisest of moves, possibly not. Smith well, I who could have that. Yeah, I mean, Smithrow gets sold. That would be pure profit. He would go for a DC. But again, I don't know who's coming in for him. Not that he's a, I'm not, this is not me saying Smithrow is a bad player. I just, no. who's coming in for him? And who's going to come in for, for a fee that would tempt Arsenal? Because Arsenal want 40 plus million for him comfortably. Yeah. This is, this is the thing you've got to look at. It, it's, it's where Chelsea, Chelsea used to use their, use their academy Very to fund good. everything. You know, they were very good at it for a good period of time where they would sell their homegrown players and use that space that they create on the transfer, on the, on the balance sheets to be able to go out and splurge every once in a while, you know, and, and bring in big players. And that's all well and good, but the buyers that were there for those type of players aren't there now because they're, mm-hmm. they're, strugg- they're struggling under their own cap. You know, yeah. we see what happened with Everton, and there's talk at Everton that um, Leon want Dan Juma on loan. They've agreed with, I think it's Valencia or Villarreal. Yeah, Villarreal. That's Villarreal. They've agreed a loan deal with with Villarreal for the second half of the season, but they need Everton to cancel the current loan that he's on uh, with from Villarreal to be able to allow this one to go to go ahead. But wow. Everton have an injury crisis at the minute, and they they need him around. Yeah, you know, so it, it's one of them. I I wait and see what happens because I think that one will happen towards the end of the window. You know, yeah. um, I think I think the end of the window we might see a bit more partly because people get desperate and you know injury crises and yeah. you know so so goes about the run for. But I think uh, we could be of, in that boat. You don't we know. Could be in that boat. Yeah, but yeah. the likes of your forests of the world. Although it was rumoured, but we'll see, and we'll come to Newcastle. Now. Like Forrester's are due to find out if their FFP investigation says they've broken a rule or not. Because if they haven't, then they could probably go and buy. If they have, then they're gonna have to play play smart. I don't I don't think Forrest can afford it. I think Forrest no. have front loaded so much of their spending last summer, last January, and the January it's the summer that just happened. You know, the summer before, you know, it's from the first summer they came up, the January and the next summer. They've literally rebuilt the club from scratch. That, and they don't have that much income. They went out and paid big money for, I think, what was your man, um, the number number 10? His name always escapes me. Decent player. But they paid 30 plus million for him, you know? And Elang is Elanga is another one they brought in for re- wasn't cheap. I think I don't, I don't think his fee was. I don't remember his fee being extortionate. 
I'll let you Google it. I've got 12 million yet, but I could have yeah. made that up. Uh, Nay's asking, you can only pick one one player from Everton, Braithwaite or Onana, which who one are you picking? I'll have Braithwaite. All day long. Who would you have? Onana's a good Braithwaite. player, but I, I just think Braithwaite just looks brilliant. Um, Yeah, Gibbs White. Gibbs, a few are saying Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs White. Gibbs White, that's the kid. He was a big feat. Gibbs White was about 40 plus million, I think. I feel like Alanga was about 12. I feel like Alanga felt like quite a it felt like a bit of a... It also was one of those deals that Johnny, Johnny turned up for us. I was like, I didn't even know he was there. But I don't remember the Alango being a big big money deal, but Gibbs White was big money. For um, for so, Nottingham Forest, it was. You know what I mean? For them, it was. And I'm just yeah. looking here. And Anthony Alanga, 17.5 million euro. Chris Wood, 17 awesome. million. Andrew yeah. Amabamadele, 12.5. Morello, 12. Nicholas Dominguez, 10, but that looks to me like one that they could flip and do well. Matt Turner, they paid 8 million for. 8 million euro. Um, these fees are in euros, by the way. Mm. You know, and they've, they have a total spend of 122 million euro. So about that's, and that's million. since June 30th, 2023. Big uh, money. That's big money for a club like Nottingham Forest who don't have the, the gate receipts, who don't have the sponsorship money that you'd, you'd you know most clubs have, and they don't have the international sales, you know, shirt sales and what have you that most other clubs have. So this is what I mean. This is why I think an awful lot of clubs in the Premier League got really spooked by the by the case at Everton, and now everyone has sat there being really mindful about what they spend and where they spend it. And making mistakes, but it also puts pressure on. Um, it also puts pressure on the Premier League slash FA because it's also like, well, listen, you can't just do everything because we can't be the only one, and we can't no. we can't be looking just to let them do that. Yeah, so. They have to be. They have to be consistent on it. Yeah. So details in the description below. We've also got. Uh, we're still doing stuff with uh, football prizes, so they've still got a deal on, which is on until the. 15th, 15th of January, which is they've got 149 tickets to sell, 395 a ticket, and it's when a signed and framed Liverpool shirt as of Louis Diaz. So, bargain that, and look, you can buy as many tickets as you want. So, details in the description below. So, if you want a, a chance to win a signed Louis Diaz shirt, get on it because you've got until Monday to get it done before the tickets go. Um, and in terms of our fundraiser for this year, so we're looking to raise uh, 10 million euro. And what we're going to do is, uh, once we get to How the, much? the magic, 10 million, 10,000, 10, 10 million. You can do 10 million. You give Gav a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, looking, I was looking at my city accountancy, sorry. We're, we're, Let's see who in the chat is awake. Who in the chat yeah. is awake still? No one's worked on that one either. Well, the 10,000 euros, sorry. I'll start again. And the idea is we're, we're going to split it. And do, we're going to give 5,000 euro to um, fan support and food fan banks. In yeah. Liverpool City Centre, and then the other five k will go to the Lighthouse in Dublin. So, fan supporting food banks—they're they're outside the grounds at every Liverpool, Liverpool, and Everton men's Everton. games and the women's games. Um, you know, we all obviously donate what we can, what we can to them because, unfortunately, whether you're in Ireland or the UK, this yeah. both governments are shite, and you know, this day and age, people should be going hungry. And the Lighthouse is a it, it's a cafe, isn't it, in Dublin, um, Kev? And it, um, yeah, helps feed helps feed the help, helps feed the homeless. So they just want 
need that money to keep it going, going for longer, and then see how see how it goes from there. Yeah, it's literally the lighthouse. I think most major cities have one. Um, in Cork, it's a place called Penny Dinners. Um, the lighthouse in Dublin is literally a place where people can go if they're struggling to make ends meet, and you know they will provide you with a hot meal and help you access other services as well. You know they're they're there to help people, and that's all we. If we can help them, then all you know. The more, the more we can do, the better. Yeah. So, listen, you've done for all the details are, are in the description below. Um, you know, if you can well, give. We've broken a thousand. Please. We've broken a thousand euro. We're sat at the minute on a thousand and fifty euro. So, we're just over 10% of the target done already. And we're halfway through January. So, you guys are smashing it. You know, it's brilliant. Yeah. Well done. So, listen, if you can give, please give. We know times are tough. If you can't give, you know, just share it, WhatsApp groups, social media, all, all that good stuff. Be both, it's still going. Off one of the kids there. Um, Joe, <laughs> that, Joe, 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 Check my space. Joe, 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 Messenger. Joe, 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 so let's go back. So let's talk about the two appeals. So we've got Man United, who have sent lads out on loan. So Sancho, they finally got a loan with most of his wages being covered. And they'll get more yeah. money if Dortmund win with them, um, which seems unlikely. Uh, they sent Regulon back. They want to get rid of Marshall, who's now said, thanks for the worst lads, but I'll stay to the end of the season. I'll keep I'll keep me money. So, which yeah. is his prerogative. Uh, they're still in a bit of a... I think getting those guys out means they'll probably have to bring somebody in on loan because they've freed a lot of wages. I don't think they'll be bringing anybody in for a big-ish fee because I don't think they can. But an article broke today, I think the, the Daily Telegraph broke that. I think it might have been in Times as well, that says Newcastle will have to sell one of their big stars. And the article, it highlights either Gramirez, Isaac, Botman, and then it also mentions Sean Longstaff because of the, the homegrown FFP element. Yeah, to balance the books to be in line with FFP because, and I love the line where he goes, despite having the richest owners in the world, I was like, I know, but you got to play, got to play by the rules, lads. Because Newcastle have announced, I think it's losses of 150 million for the last two years. Now that doesn't include, yeah. obviously, this season, like as you rightly point out, to be careful, you know, they'll have a lot of the Champions League money coming this year, which will be a big help, you know, in their rolling yeah. three-year average. Um, but they're in that boat where looks look like Newcastle can sell a big boy, which. It's not. I know they don't like it. I know people are saying it, it's to protect the elite, the usual lines that come out. But Newcastle aren't the first side that that will have to sell a big player to to rebuild. I mean, Liverpool literally did it with Coutinho, sold him for big money, and he was the star player at the time, and invested it wisely. You know, that's what they're yeah. going to have to do. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, even even back in the day, mate, Manchester United had to do it. Manchester United did it with Ronaldo. They did it with Yapstam. They did it Beckham. with David Beckham. You know, I don't care what size club you are. You have you you cannot go out and buy all the sweets in the toy in the sweet shop. You can't have all, all the toys in the toy shop. Uh, those days are rightfully gone. If it's a case that um, Newcastle, like you talk about Coutinho, we did it with Suarez. We did it with Sterling. 
Um, <laughs> got and and back for but and back forever. Still, it's still it's got nine million to go now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like we we've had to cut our cloth and plan properly. Newcastle hmm. did really well to get where they've got to from fighting relegation to getting into the Champions League. They got into the Champions League by default because look, ourselves and Chelsea were well off the boil last year. So, but they took advantage of it and they got in there. But to sustain that, you have to have sustained Champions League income. And in the Premier League at the moment, unlike previous years where the top four was just set in stone, you couldn't even go into a bookies at the start of the season years gone by. And I want to put a bet on for who's going to finish in the top four and walk out with anything, re, you know, looking anything close to being decent nuts. It's a wide open race outside of generally your top one or two. Any six from well will be for any six clubs outside of your top two outside of liverpool and man city i think you're looking at any six from two for two positions in more seasons now and it's a straight shootout it's a straight fight and anything can happen so clubs haven't got the ability to go out and spend willy-nilly on players knowing that they've got the guaranteed champions league money basically do what do a leads you know bet the house and the mortgage and the holiday home and the kids college what fund. What Yeah. On on guaranteeing European football. So yeah, Newcastle are gonna have to uh sell to buy, but welcome to the real world. You know, this is what most clubs do on a regular, and that's what they'll have to do. Uh, breaking news from John here. Man United turned down a £150 million sponsorship deal from dog food um, production company. Similarly, win a lot wouldn't be appropriate for the jerseys. <laughs> I'd rob this from somewhere else. <laughs> it is good. It is good. Uh, it's, it's good. It's good. So, but yeah, no, Newcastle are going to have to have to sell. But again, they're going to have to have buyers out there for these players they want to sell for big money because they're bought for big money. But again, who's it's who's got well who's got the one who's willing in January or to some maybe it could be the summer. He's gonna pay it, you know. Gamiras has got a release clause of ninety-nine million. So he, he's not cheap. If you believe what's he's in the would, yeah. He's that wouldn't he, he's that wouldn't go cheap because did he bought him what a year ago? So they, paid, go, they paid north of sixty two million for him. And he's on, he'd know, be on so... a long contract, he'd be on a five minimum five year contract because he would at his yeah. age and he's and he's you know He's brilliant, really, really good. So to to turn over a profit on someone like him is going to be difficult, and that profit isn't going to be enough to justify selling him. Yeah. Same with Sven Botman. Botman's come in a really good season. He looks a really good defender. Yeah, bit injury prone, but he's a big unit. And if mm. you go to sell him, fine. You bought him for big money. How much are you going to make on top of that to justify selling him and replacing him? So. That's why I think they have to look at the homegrown players that they have. The likes of Millie, or Miley, sorry. Um, yes, yeah, the likes of Longstaff. 30, 37, 37 euro he was. 37 million euro. 37 so, million. So, yeah. even if he said like comfortable of 50, that's not a big profit on him, which is going to have a massive profit. And you have to go and replace him and replace the standard that he's at and be better, really, because. Yeah. Which is, and, and Newcastle Newcastle volume. Longstaff, which is why Sean Longstaff feels like 
the obvious one to sell. Local lad, he's pure profit. But I don't mm-hmm. know what fee, fee you get for him or where he go. I mean, also, this is was it two, three years ago he was linked to Old Trafford for big money? Yeah, but, you know, but this is this is where you got to look at what Spurs are looking at doing. Look what Spurs are looking at doing, yeah? With playing in the 20 to 30 million euro bracket with the odd big spend, like I think Brendan Johnson was a a, a big gamble. Charleston was a big gamble, you know, but, but in you general, if gamble, you start playing... You do tend to gamble big, though, the top end of the pitch. Yeah, the, but if you start playing at the 20, 30 million euro or million pound mark, and you can like Van de Ven looks a looks a, a decent mm-hmm. player, you know he, he looks a good boy. Poro looks he's turned out he's looking brilliant. like a, a good a boy. The, the kid who's playing was it Udogi, the left back, yeah, left wing back. He looks like a bargain, and the keeper looks like a proper player. You know, so well, fair, in all fairness, it, it, if to fair, they finally this got is what keeper. Newcastle need to be doing. This is what Newcastle yeah. need to be doing. Stay away from the 50, 60, 70 million pound signings. And start looking at the the market where you're going to add value down the line, and you're adding depth to, depth to your squad because that's what's been exposed in the biggest possible way by this season is their serious lack of depth that they can't cope with. I mean, yeah, they've probably had a few more injuries than normal, but in general, most more sides have six eight injuries over the first half of the season that you just cope with, you know, mm. and Newcastle just can't cope with it. They can't sustain what they need to do and they have to be getting cha- consistent Champions League football if they want to elevate their spending and they're just not doing it at the, at the minute. Mm. I know. I mean, it's a, any other, I think that's it. It's, it's, it's bloody quiet. It's very quiet. I mean, I think if Liverpool do anything, it'll be late, late in the window. Uh, I'm, of the, I'm thinking it'll be max one. I don't really see any more than one. Yeah, and I, uh, I think a lot of that stuff depends on how desperate other clubs get. It'll depend yeah. on um, Lisbon. I mean, all the talk, the noise at the start of the window was the, the kitty from Lisbon, the mm. centre-back. And yeah. in fairness, I don't think Lisbon are going to be pushed to sell him because they know that value is going to be there in the summer. So yeah, because like the Diaz situation was uh, Benfica had, had Porto, sorry, had to sell it because they needed it for FF, they had an FFP from because they they hadn't got to and Spurs were banging League. on the door. And again, Gakpo, if you come to Pet Linders, Gakpo was a summer target because Man United was sniffing round. Liverpool took yeah, advantage of it, so it might be so. If that lad from sport, uh, sporting is the target, and Liverpool have sort of said we're going to give him another year and we'll we'll get him in this summer because we want to see how he develops. If Spurs, United, Chelsea go sniffing around them, and that's the one Klopp really wants, then I think you might see the club react then going, "Well, we actually want him." You know, yeah. I mean, listen, the Diaz one was great because we got Spurs to all the hard work they did. All, they got the deal sorted, got the price agreed, then Liverpool went. We'll match that. Thanks very much. Cheers. Off we go. Yeah. A couple and of other ones that... Yeah, sorry. A couple of other ones last night that came in the news. Conor yeah, Gallagher at Chelsea. Uh, Spurs looking at... It. See, Spurs have got the Harry Kane money, who is pure profit, mm-hmm. burning yeah, a yeah. hole in their pocket. So they can't spend. Mm-hmm. 
is Conor Gallagher. I mean, Conor Gallagher is 20. He feels like he's been around for a long time. He's 23. Mm-hmm. You know, would he suit Spurs? And he, he'd, uh, he'd help fix a lot of Chelsea's problems on the books. I think he's too Spurs because of his, his energy. And I think that's what they need. I think they want more mobility and energy in the central midfield. And fortunately for them, Benton Court, different player. But Benton Court keeps picking up injuries. You know, and he's a really good yeah. player. So I think they need that depth. I think what the likes of the Spurs and all the other clubs should do with Chelsea is just not buy any of their players. And <laughs> if you want to stop, if you want to stop Chelsea doing what they did, which is inflate the market and do what they're doing. Don't buy their players. If you don't buy their players, they're knackered. Because they, they're mm. literally now are so delicately poised, they're desperate to sell something. So either you'll get someone like Conor Gallagher even cheaper than they want to, or give it six months. They'll probably be in trouble with the F Premier League. You'll get it, you'll get it ten times cheaper because they'll, they'll need to sell it for desperation. That's the way you stop something like right. Chelsea. Um David Ornstein's just broken there. Burnley have reached agreement in principle with Chelsea over the loan deal for David Fofana. He was a striker that they brought in, I think, from... He's an Ivory Coast striker that they brought in from Denmark. Um, oh, yeah. 21 years of age. Striker. Much, he? he hasn't played much, but apparently he... he'll fly in tomorrow, undergo a medical, and the next 48 hours ahead of a proposed loan move from Chelsea to Burnley. That could be a really good deal for Burnley. Is he at the AFCON at the moment? Has he been selected? Or not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think he was away on loan elsewhere. And if Chelsea cancelled well, that loan for him if, and brought him If back. they get it done quickly enough, I don't want to get it done quickly enough. Don't burn, yeah. I think Burnley played tomorrow. Don't they? They've got Luton tomorrow. They've got a massive game tomorrow. Get well, he was on loan at uh, Union Berlin. Uh, and okay. they've brought him back in. Yeah, so, you know, um, they, do, that, they, do, they do need they do need more goals on that side anyway. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The only fantasy football stuff that I've really seen last night were Real Madrid assessing the prospect of signing Man City and Norway striker Erling Haaland, twenty three, because of concerns about whether France forward Kylian Mbappe, twenty five, will leave PSG to join them. What do you think of that? Well, we did say when he signed for City, literally within a couple of days of him signing, it came out that he was he had this release clause in his contract, and it was going to be this summer that was going to be active, which just felt like a plan. He was in setting themselves up for it. So, um, it's. Do you think that's a core? Do you think that's a possibility? Genuinely, if, if, if the lease closed, yeah, maybe less hassle. I think he'd be um, definitely less less aggro than what Mbappe will be. Yeah, because to be fair, when I've seen Holland get interviewed, you know what? I actually I think he's quite good when he's interviewed. You know, I think he's quite yeah. quite funny. Comes you know, across a really so, level headed. He's kid. so he's so direct that it, yeah. he's hilarious. You know, you know. Yeah, like a, he, you know, he, despite who he plays for, he comes he comes across a really likable yeah. guy. You know, I, and, I think he, I think he'd be no hassle. He, I, I think with Haaland, wherever he goes, he'll score goals. And that's going to, you know, there's, I suppose Mbappe probably would sell more shirts, and yeah, probably it would be well, better. Olivia, Olivia is right. Olivia's Olivia's making a point. Ha- Haaland rumor is smokescreen to 
put pressure on the Mbappe camp. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the, the speculation around Mbappe has always been there. From the day he really turned up at right. PSG, that it was, okay, we've got to be at PSG for a while, and then he'll go to Real Madrid. You know, like mm-hmm. Chouameni before him, like um, Camavinga. Uh, he wants to follow Zidane and all this other nonsense. And he's 20, Kylian Mbappe is 25 years of age, and he's still at PSG. Wait, is it seven or eight years for that now? Messing about with his career. Yeah, he's, uh, he's messing about with his career. You know, he'll blink and he'll be 28. You know, wondering what the, what, what, what the hell's going on. Uh, you know, if he wants to be taken seriously as being the best player in the world, then you've got to go and play in the best league in the world. You know, I've seen nonsense this... January because the transfer window is quiet and people are talking about the best, you know, who are the, who are the best strikers in the world, who are the best forwards, and people are throwing out Cristiano Ronaldo because of the volume of goals he scored in the Farmers League. Yeah, cut yourselves on, like, you know, it, it, there, the figures that Mbappe, or sorry, that Ronaldo and Messi are chucking up now, it's it, it it's, be it's a nonsense. Leagues. You should you should be yeah, and. Yeah. At the end of the day, Kylian Mbappe needs to leave PSG and go and achieve something in a proper league. You know, and go and play in La Liga, it's a proper league. You know, go and do it in Europe and, you know, be seen as one of the best players in the world. At the moment, I'm not having it. I'm not having Kylian Mbappe as one of the best players in the world. He can't be. He just can't be because he, he just doesn't do it at a high level consistently enough. And until he does it in a, either in the Premier League or in the Liga, then you can't judge him. It's it's almost it's really impossible to judge him on any other standards. You look at Robert Lewandowski; he's gone to Barcelona from Bayern. At Bayern, he was ripping it up left, right, and centre, scoring record amount of goals. Yeah, he's a year older going to Barcelona, but he's not the same player, and it's telling he's not the same player. You know, and we've seen the Premier League find out some of the best so-called strikers in the world when they come and they try it in the Premier League, and they all they always get found out. You know, when you had a really you've had a really good reputation, the likes of uh, you go back in the day, Shevchenko, Crespo, um, who else? Henri's the exception. Zola, yeah, Zola came and did well. But you're going back into, you know, Mute. good, good, yeah. Another one came with a massive reputation. Sal- Alfonso Salas, yeah, went from, you know, went to Middlesbrough, scored 48 goals in the Dutch league. Couldn't, couldn't hit a barren door over here. The, you know, the best. I, I've got to all of his names. The guy went to Norwich. He scored loads of goals in Holland as well. Ricky Van Wolfswinkel, the best turner. Van Wolfenkel ended up going to Portugal and he did okay in Portugal. Couldn't do it in the Premier League. It was it was ridiculous. The 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 list of quality players that get found out in this league is no odds to no one. And I think if you can do it in this league on a consistent level, at a consistent basis, then, uh, then you you right. can be talked about as being Alfonso Alves, that's it. Alfonso Alves, that's it. He was yeah. horrendous. 
Matthias Kesman. Kesman, yeah. Matthias Kesman, another one came with a huge reputation. Paul Giovanni's talking about Iron Robin. Iron Robin is a fabulous footballer at Bayern Munich. At Chelsea, he was Eden Hazard. You know, yeah, oh, he was injured. Morientes for us. Morientes was both, born in fairness. You know, Morientes was late. born by the time we got him. We got him too late. Raul, when Raul went to from Real Madrid to Schalke. Yeah. No, he just he looked like he was having fun in games. You know, you actually Drizzle saying that Crespo and Shevchenko were all go and have a look. I'm telling you, they weren't. They weren't as old as what you think. Honestly, yeah. Ramadan Falcao, yeah, Shevchenko looked two years off. Oh, I think he missed the champs. He missed the goal the Champions League final against us. Yeah, I think that summer or the following summer he came to us, and he was like, he was like, it's close to his peak. Yeah, honestly, I mean. I, I honestly, <laughs> I would love it for for the sake uh, of the league. Right? God, drove this guy for Hull. Jan Vernigor and Hesselink. Oh yeah, oh, what a name! What a yeah. name! He was a Celtic. He was a Celtic. And yeah. can you imagine he had being the parent? He had the whole name with the back of his shirt. He had to put yeah. it in my, the you, mini prints. It was brilliant. Could, could you <laughs> imagine being the parent of that child who's like? He's my favourite player. I really want Father Christmas to bring me that jersey with his name and on back it. Back then, I that's really when you used to pay that. per letter. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's mental. And, I mean, look, I would love it for the league if someone signed Kylian Mbappe. I'd love it. Because I'd love not, to watch not him. Not City. No, I don't care. Because we only play City twice twice in the season. They, they always get everyone. So can we have well, someone that... I'd love win. someone to sign him. And I'd love to see if he's as good as he thinks he is. And if is he as good as he potentially could be? Because if he is, I'd love to be able to watch him week, you know, week in, week out. Just to, as a football fan, to just watch players like that. I mean, you always hear Neville and Carragher and Sky and, you know, TNT. It's the best league in the world. We have the best players. Do we, though? Do we have the best coaches? We have some, we have some, we have of, the some of the best players. I think we have some of the best right. players. I think, I think we have the best. Po- I think we have the best coaches. We have the best coaches by a distance. So look, I mean, it's the been an interesting of, chat. It's been an interesting yeah, chat thing, about it. But. The good thing about this season is, for the first time in a long time, I think City have dipped to, from their normal yeah, level yeah. for the first six months, not horrendously, just a bit. Arsenal, I don't think, are as quite as strong as they were last year. But I think Liverpool have dramatically improved from last year. Spurs have. And Villa have. And Brighton have. I think plenty of teams at West Ham have maintained that level. Where now you are going like, where every away game, now you're going... You know, last year you'd have gone like, oh, boy, boy yeah, it's, you should just win that. There's no excuse not to win this. When you do lose it, it looks horrendous. Where now you... Yeah. There aren't many away games now where you're looking going, oh, that's, a, that's a gimme most now you're going... Jesus Christ! There's some. That's, I, that's I was. I don't know every play. I, was, I think every club's got someone where you go. Yeah, but those yeah. two are a nightmare. Get past them two, you're okay. We're, unless you go like, apart when you're playing like to City or Arsenal, you go. It's like them four. You've got to keep an eye on. But most clubs yeah. have got two where you go. Them two are a nightmare. Well, you've seen it last night with Fulham. You know, you yeah. Palinia in the middle of the park. Robinson a flying left back. Willian a clever forward. Bobby Reed. Will give any any fullback a, a game, and Raul Jimenez has been around the block and he knows his game inside out. 
And to be fair, Leno on goal, former German Leno's international. Leno's a decent keeper. He, he was yeah. really good last night. And Fulham are at best mid-table. Yeah. You know, so, look, I mean, I still think the second half of the transfer window could be re could get interesting. I think everything is looking like it needs one move somewhere to happen to trigger two or three others and just move players around. But last January, Chelsea spoofed the market with and it the total spend for January last year was eight hundred and fifteen million pounds. Right. Now Chelsea accounted for nearly half of that. But I think the record January transfer spend before that for the league was about four hundred and thirty million pounds off the top of my head. So January is traditionally you might get one or two deals in there around a 35, 40, maybe 50 million pound mark. One or two, but that's generally it. The rest of the moves tend to be loans, small transfers, um, eight to ten million pounds with players, sides who are at the bottom half of the league looking for that one thing to try to get them out of trouble. And I think that's what you could see towards the other the the second half of the window. Agree, agree. Right, well, we've done nearly an hour, Kev, on a January transfer window, which has done nothing, which I think is quite, quite an achievement. <laughs> I uh, thanks to well everyone in the chat for sticking with us as well, because you guys are like the reason why we're doing yeah. it. This Ashley, was, this Ashley was... was the one who wanted it tonight, so yeah. This this has been hard. The uh, <laughs> the two one dead rubble where we managed to get an hour out of that. We're like, wow, that's okay. But hang on one sec. Ashley made a point there. Actually, Brighton. Oh, God. Brighton are always ones to watch. Yeah, in the bearing in mind, Brighton are very cash rich. You know, and there's a bit of there's been a bit of gossip around Evan Ferguson possibly being a target of Chelsea. So who is it? Who, who is um, a target of Chelsea? Oh, Brighton become the new Southampton. Joe, we were like, we just bought everyone from Southampton. <laughs> Chelsea's doing the same with Brighton. Well, Dante made a point here. It's just just into the stream. Thanks for joining me. Um, wanted to ask if you've seen the signing of Barco to Brighton. Absolute talent, 18 years of age, playing in the Libertadores final, which... Could have, which we could have... Yeah, no, could have. I don't know if we can, because I see that a lot with um, with people who say that, you know, we should be in the lung, in the loop for these players that Brighton are going for. And I'm like, okay, hang on. I don't think we're patient enough for them. Right. But Brighton developed these players and can gamble. You're When you're in top half of the Premier League and you're looking to try to get into the Europa League or into Europa Conference League, you can take a gamble on an 18-year-old, 20-year-old. And if it works great, you flip them and you make a massive profit. But you're not trying to chalk up 90-plus points and compete on four fronts where you can't have a standard of player on your bench dropping. So it's a different market. We're different clubs entirely. But if you look at, if you look at this for season... For Brighton, he could, be a re, he could be a real gem, especially if they plan... If, if there's something in the pipeline down the road, maybe in the summer, for Estupian. Mm. It could be future planning for Estupian. So... Mm. Watch and wait well, and see look, what happens. Well, if you look at us this season, you know, this season Jones has been ex excellent and how the Elliot's really come to, to the to the forefront. You know, they, they both look proper first team options now, proper first yeah. team players. 
but Kev, you've been doing the last two, three, two, three years of post-match shows. Those two boys have had some pelters because they're making mistakes because they're not quite at the level you want them to be because the young kids are de developing, yeah. and that's kind of like it's whether you're willing to be patient. Because for every Jones and Elliot, which look like they're both going to work out at the moment, there's the likes of a Carvalho who doesn't. And it's whether you can, it's whether you're willing to. How many projects you want well, to Vic, Vic Mackey makes a point there. We should be targeting an Estupian as a future left back. I think for us to target Estupian, you're selling Robertson. And yeah, he's a first choice, isn't he? He's a first. He's a first choice left back, and he's coming. He'll be wherever he goes. If he leave, if he decides to leave Brighton, wherever he goes, he'll be going to start and going to play. And mm. you know, playing week in week out and being the main, the main first choice left back. And I think if we're planning on a future without Andy Robertson, then absolutely, I'd rather be in the conversation for Alfonso Davies myself over Estupian. But and that would only be in the case if you're I selling think, an Andy Robertson. And yeah, I'm that's not the conversation that that's Yeah, what's causing look at how is is if you're going to press up the left back situation, are you looking to replace Robbo with a starter, or are you looking to replace Simicast with a similar level backup? That, and yeah, you can make an argument for either yeah. one works for you. To be honest, I mean, yeah, exactly. The question, but neither seem likely at the moment because I think Robson's still got a few more years left in the tank. And to be fair to Simicast, he's, he's done okay shift, when he's come in. He's done, he's he's done, done a okay, good job. and he's just and he's just signed a new contract. So and you know the bonus about have the bonus for me about having a player like Costas in your squad. He's happy being in the squad. He, he doesn't keep up does the he? he, he no. knows his role within the squad, and he's comfortable and happy doing it. And I don't think I think you look at other clubs where that's a problem, and you see it really. You don't want leaks. too many of that. You don't want too many who are content being a backup. But you do need some that sort of just know they're the backup and they can do the. Yeah. I mean, Gibbock was all right as a backup because he knew he was a backup. But when he yeah. came and he he had his impact when he needed to. Yeah, you, you have know, to like, have whoever if you, if you sign a right sided winger now, they know they're the backup to Mo Salah. Was any other position, you kind of know you've got an opportunity to play quite regularly, which is why the likes of Jotters and Gappos and Nunes won't want to sit at the bench very long because they're like, there's two positions that they could both play. I do think the most right sided is the only time where you go, Yeah, I'm back up to Mo. Why? Well, because it's Mo. I feel like Kellen well, knows he's back up because finish, finish on this one. Um, in the next six months, do you, how many contract extensions do you expect to happen in the next six months? Um, what's the thing? One, two, three. Go through the squad. Six. There's six contract extensions to do. Six, I think we do. Uh, so I think we try to do Salah, Van Dyke, and Trent because they're all. I think they're all. Well, they're all due suits. They have to be done. Um. I think you do it. I think you do a deal with Ali. Performance, what he gives you, just nail him down. Um, I, I think Jones, Jones is apparently Jones is due soon as well, so Jones probably has to get done. And then the other one I might look at because I don't know when he's due, but I think it's also reward for how they're playing is Joe. I think Joe might be looking to get some Joe, sort of extension. Joe could do, yeah. Because I For just me, think, I think it, 
if he could stay this Joe and this Joe fit, I kind of just feel yeah. someone who could play left back, right back, centre back, has that pace, does his, does his job. But also, you know, if you give him a run and he's really good, you know, we're at the point now with Joe, we're a bit like, Joe's playing, and I was, yeah, okay. But no, whereas go back six, seven months, Gomez, but we all have, which, which Gomez turns up? Is it the, the eight out of 10 Joe Gomez or the ten, or two out of 10 Joe Gomez? You know, so I think they're the ones, because I think going for the rest of the midfield, they're all on longish contracts now, with yeah, the exception yeah. of Thiago, who I don't expect to be renewed. I don't expect no. Thiago to get renewed. Matip is the one that's a bit of a woolly one. Because I wonder if there was a deal set up for him to be renewed, like a roll of one year contract before he did his knee. Yeah, yeah I mean, if I you want Klopp, it, we're talking playing, playing stuff, playing stuff, but yeah, yeah 100%. Klopp's the big one with love, but in terms of playing stuff, yeah. I do yeah. wonder if Matip actually thinking about it, so maybe seven. Get to an extension. The, the Matip like one is one. interesting because it, I don't think you see Joel Matip until October. But I think it'd be more of a, I think, a human decision than a footballing decision. Where it's, it's like a what? It could even just be Joel. Uh, Joel will give you a, a one-year extension. It will be reduced terms. Let's be he will be on pittance to get yourself fit. We'll use your second half of next season, and then you can go next season rather than in being like. Who's going to sign Joel Matip in the summer with a broken ACL? No. It'll be it'll Happy definitely off. be one in the summer that I'm sure we're all going to come back to a hundred percent. Yeah, we're all going to come back to this hundred percent. I do wonder if he's not got if he's not got his ACL. I had a sneaky feeling he might have got a one year extension. On, on yeah, because in fairness, up until his injury, up until his injury, he was playing okay. He was playing well. He was well. He was keeping he was keeping Karate outside. Yeah. So right. On that happy note, you ready? Should we, should we, should we go home? Go on, go to bed. It's late now. I'm going to go and see herself for a bit because she's she's not long home. So, oh, bless you. Go and, there's I actually a film we were. Do you know what? She recorded a film the other last night, and I want to I want to sit down and watch it. Is uh, it a good one? It's a weird. It's a film called what is it? Oh, Defense. Oh, okay. Right. It's a. It's, it was on Channel 4. It's on Channel 4 uh, player now, whatever Channel 4 player is. But it was set in Bristol in the 80s. And it was it was made in 2023, but it was it's like all 80s music and it's proper council estate type film. And mm-hmm. the areas that they filmed it in is the areas that we lived in in Bristol. So I want to sit I want to sit down and watch that. I'm kind of looking forward to going and sit that. Yeah, uh, Rod is asking if we missed anything. Uh, yeah, Rod, listen, we've had a whisper that we're signing Mbappe and Vinicius Jr. and Virgil is extending until 2042. Oh, and Valverde. Don't forget Valverde. We're getting him as well. <laughs> I'll, I'll go to town. Ta- if that even was true, I'd go to town on that. I'll be so happy. He's such a brilliant player. He's never yes, leaving He's never leaving Real Madrid ever, sadly. Um, uh, fool me once on Netflix. That's quite good. Just, just finished watching that. That, that's a, that's a good, eight part series. I'm watch. one, I'm one episode in on that. I'm one episode in on that. As you say, we've missed off <laughs> nothing earthshattering, but Chris is raising ten million dollars for charity. Yes, ten thousand. Sorry, slip of the tongue. I tell you, they never let you forget, did right. they? On the happy note, thanks for watching. Thanks please for like, everyone. Please subscribe. Yeah, please come a member if you want to become a member. You get to see more of me and Kev. 
uh, $3.99 a month. We do some exclusive member shows, including Gav's half-hour chats every morning, which are very, very funny. And this well morning got lively. This morning was lively. Yeah, the second Gav had a bit of a set two on recycling. Just go and check it out. Oh, did you? Oh, I missed I missed all this because I had to go back into work. Yeah. So I missed this. So I'll have to watch that later. Cool. Yeah. Right, on a happy note. Thanks for watching. Um, it's Thursday now. We'll be back on Sunday for the Fatback 4. Until then, speak soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.